Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show, as always, is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we're going to explore how you can get to know your angels better. Your angels are definitely happy about that. Even though many people believe in the existence of angels, there appears to be not as many people who regularly and consistently communicate with and develop a more conscious relationship with angels. While a few people we know grew up consciously working with their angels and still do to this day, even people who saw or even heard their angels as little children often grow up to become adults without consciously maintaining their relationships with them. Sometimes they even forget about it. Perhaps it's easy for most people to forget about their angels and the important role they play in their lives as their lives become increasingly busy with education, earning a living, relationships, and everything else. Yet, Most people don't forget about the relationships they have with their family and closest friends or their mentors and others who become important to them along the way. Perhaps it's easier to forget about angels because they live in a much more subtle world that we can't see with our physical eyes or hear with our physical ears or touch with our hands. As long as it's been said As it's long been said, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Angels may be the quietest of the bunch. After all, God most often speaks within us in a still, small voice. This may become one of the challenging aspects of spiritual growth for some people. Spirit is still and quiet, whereas the ego is noisy and demanding. Throughout each day, the ego seems to be yelling at us, while spirit, whether in the form of angels or spirit guides or even our own inner voice, speaks to us ever so quietly. The ego backs up its boisterous demands with threats to our safety and well-being if we don't heed them. It yells at us in our head that if we don't make more money, we won't be able to survive, that if we don't pass the test, we'll disappoint our parents, that if we don't buy the most expensive gift, we won't be approved or respected by others. All the while, Spirit whispers to us gently that we are loved, that we are safe, that we just need to pay attention and we will receive all the wise guidance we need to make it to our destination. Angels are, of course, first and foremost, God's messengers to us. They generally don't intervene aggressively and make demands on us, even if they might be good for us. The only times I've experienced or heard of someone experiencing angels being loud and demanding immediate attention have been when they are trying to save our physical lives from imminent danger and we're just not listening. If we were to wear a psychic wire like some undercover operative going into the criminal stronghold to record the communications of an angel trying to warn his charge, it might go like this. As you're walking toward a sheer cliff on your nature hike while absorbed in texting to a friend, your guardian angel might whisper in your inner ear, there's a cliff up ahead. You might miss such a warning. Then, as you get to within two steps from the edge, he might say a bit louder, two more steps before you go bye-bye for good. (laughs) If you don't still get the message, he might finally shout at you psychically to stop. Hopefully at that point, you'll look up and stop before you take your leap of faith in texting rather than in spirit. Well, I've had 
several of those kinds of <laughs> pay attention communications from my angels and spirit guides over my lifetime thus far. Quite a few years ago, when Raphael and I were on a early spring trip to Lake Tahoe area in Northern California, the roads were still icy in the town, some snow around, and Raphael was driving while I had my head buried in the road map. Yes, it was in the Jurassic era <laughs> when we, at that point, never even heard of smartphones or GPS, and we were navigating our way to wherever we were going using an old-fashioned map, <laughs> the kind that folds out, you know, covers up your whole side of your car and everything. <laughs> so I'm buried in there, and all of a sudden I heard, look up. So I looked up to see a glistening black, full-stretched limo poking its nose out of a large strip mall parking lot facing the street we were driving down. I saw the uniform chauffeur, you know, with the chauffeur's cap and everything, looking around, waiting to cross our side of the boulevard to go in the opposite direction from the way we were headed. Then I intuitively knew he didn't see us coming and was going to shoot out of the driveway right in front of us. So I shouted to Raphael, turn left now. And amazingly, Raphael did so without hesitation. That's not her norm. Usually she'd ask why. I was telling her to turn left, especially when there wasn't any intersections there to turn left onto. I'm positive. Her angel was shouting a similar instruction to her as well. As Raphael cut a hard left, our car skidded sideways on the icy road. Of course, I was in the suicide seat <laughs> facing the limo that jut out right in front of us, just as I intuited. And not only that, but the chauffeur saw us heading straight toward him a bit too late. And then he stepped on the brake and froze. So not only did he jut out, he didn't clear the way. He was right in front. And the limo was completely a sitting duck as our car skidded to it. The happy ending to this story was that because Raphael had made that hard left turn and our car skidded down the road sideways, parallel to the limo, we finally came to a stop with me smiling at the chauffeur whose face was frozen in terror with our windows less than a foot apart from each other. It was certainly a fully angel-orchestrated miracle save. Even in that kind of critical situation, the angel shouting wasn't loud like how we even hear normal talking with our physical ears. It was a clear and definite, but almost silent. <laughs> he said, look up. <laughs> so it's not like the hearing we hear with our ears. Spirit communication is on a much more subtle energy level. It's more like hearing a thought. Some thoughts are definitely louder than other thoughts, right? Yeah. It's a bit like someone texting you in all caps. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of annoying, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like they're yelling at you, look at this. <laughs> but the moral of this story is, it's important to listen to spirit, not just to avoid accidents and serious injury or death, but in general, every day, for wise guidance that will help us, each of us, arrive at our spiritual destination of freedom, safe and sound. So, in a previous episode of Living the Miracle, we explored talking to your angels. That's a great start to growing your conscious relationship with angels in general and any angels that look over you in specific. If you don't even recognize them enough to talk to them spirit to spirit, then your conscious relationship with an angel wouldn't go very far. I mean, that's true with developing a relationship with anyone, right? Not just angels, but your friends, family, people new people, strange people you meet, 
you know, people you need to work with, whatever. You need to develop a relationship with that person consciously. And how do we start that? Always with some form of hello there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's communicate. You might have noticed that both Raphael and I have mentioned your conscious relationship with angels a few times already. That's because we know that you already have a pre-existing relationship with at least an angel or two. The question for you is whether you are consciously aware of those relationships or not. The relationships are already there, but are you aware of them? Suspecting that you have an angel is a good start as well. But today, let's go a bit further toward establishing more of a conscious relationship with at least one of your angels. Often, you can start becoming more conscious of your relationship with your angel by talking to one regularly. I've noticed that quite a few people, at least periodically, talk to their beloved someone who has passed away. That person may not necessarily see or hear the spirit of the deceased loved one, but they know that if they spoke, at least there's a chance that their loved one will hear them. We just watched that movie, Adrift, based on a true story of survival of a young woman sailor alone out in the middle of the ocean for some 41, 42 days, whatever it was. There's a bit of a spoiler alert on this one. (laughs) Yes. So, So if you haven't seen that movie, I don't know how new it is, but if you haven't seen the movie Adrift about this woman who survives this shipwreck, basically, and she spends 40 something days with her sailboat battered and wrecked in a hurricane and her fiance being thrown overboard. So, if you haven't seen this and you'd want to see it, maybe you ought to put put this <laughs> part, you know, hold your ears <laughs> because this is definitely a spoiler alert right here. Okay, so for those of the rest of you who've already seen it or, or aren't going to see it, well, she spends more than the first month adrift, not only talking to, but tending to her seriously injured fiancé feeding him, changing his bandages, and consoling him. Yet, he had already drowned in the ocean by the time she regained consciousness after the storm had passed and the boat was battered and sinking. While she totally related to the spirit of her fiancé as if she were just continuing her physical relationship with him. Was it just a hallucination that's common to isolated soldiers or sailors in the middle of the ocean? That's possible too. But how often are such experiences that are explained away as hallucinations just the psychic experience of a person who has been intensely sensitized to a higher level of existence? And that happens when you're in extreme conditions a lot. Because you're expand out of your body. Having a conscious relationship with her fiancé and sailing mentor in spirit played a huge part in how she was able to survive and do the incredibly challenging things she had to overcome the odds against her reaching land. We're coming upon our first break and we have our Hawaiian Seminar weekend coming up Saturday, July 11th and Sunday, July 12th. We will give our all-day seminar each day either on-site at the Royal Kona Resort on the Big Island of Hawaii or via Maestro Conference and Zoom video if we are still unable to do so due to the ongoing pandemic mandates. Since we are pre-recording this episode in May... The pandemic is still necessitating travel restrictions, lockdown of many businesses, social distancing, and other extraordinary mandated precautions. So we don't know how conditions will be by the time of the broadcast of this episode. We are making this announcement with the hope that we'll be able to safely resume our on-site events, including traveling to them. But please check our website to see what is or is not happening at the time you tune into the show. 
As always, we'll stay in the present and see how everything unfolds. Find out all the details for our Hawaii Seminar Weekend on our website events calendar section, michaeltamora.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M as in Mary, U-R-A.com. Or sign up by calling our office at one 926 2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday, and speak with our absolutely wonderful assistant, Noelle, and she can answer all your questions. We'll be back in a couple of minutes to continue with Get to Know Your Angels Better. See you then. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. Let's continue with our exploration of Get to Know Your Angels Better. So Michael was talking about that amazing movie we saw uh, back in May at this point called Adrift with the woman who tended to the spirit of her uh, fiancé who was actually gone. Michael, do you want to continue your thought on that? Yeah, and then we'll we'll take the spoiler alert off. (laughs) But... Why I wanted to tell you about that story was it's um, such a good analogy. You know, having an ongoing conscious relationship with at least one angel would be like this woman having her continued relationship just on a spirit level except to her. And because of her, you know, very traumatic uh I'm sure she was in shock and trauma and everything else. And a lot of times when when that happens, what happens to us is we essentially have uh, out-of-body experience while we're still, you know, in the body to try to survive and everything. So we're, we're doing things physically, but our mind opens up and expands so we start to see a lot more of what's happening in spirit on a psychic level than we might normally. And that's why when people are putting put into really extreme circumstances, they open up. It's interesting. Uh, what is it that uh, soldiers used to say during World War II and stuff, that there are no atheists in the foxholes. <laughs> You know, of course, that means, hey, when bullets are flying your way and bombs are bursting all over the place, you can get killed any moment. You just open up and you start having, you know, telepathic uh, communications. You see angels, you see spirit, ghosts, you you see all kinds of things going on, energy happening. Uh, My older son, when he was, um, what, 
15, I think, 14, 15 years old. Uh, he was waiting for his mom to pick him up after school in a not a good neighborhood. And these gangbangers came and start shooting at him just for target practice. So he had to run zigzagging back and forth, dodging bullets and a couple of them whizzing right by his ear and everything. And he said, at one point, everything slowed down. It was as if everything was going in slow motion and he could hear the thoughts of every person who was watching him. And he looked up the window of this, uh, like the fourth or fifth story of this high school and some woman, teacher, somebody was looking horrified from the window. He can hear her thoughts. He heard thoughts of people across the street. He, you know, he heard the thoughts of this kid way away on the other side of the whole schoolyard. And, and, um, and then, of course, it went away after everything was okay. So when we're in those kinds of survival situations, we expand our awareness in order to survive. But if we could be proactive and develop those levels of awareness just on an everyday level, ah, and you're not under duress, you're not running for your life, you know, you're not in the middle of the ocean trying to survive. You're just having your every day. And what would happen if, if you can have that type of awareness every day? Oh, one of the things is you would be able to have a conscious relationship with your angels, with your spirit guides, with anybody who you care to have that. And one of the things that's so important with developing a conscious relationship on a spirit level with beings, angels being one type of being, out of the body, in spirit, while you're here in the body, living a physical life, is that, oh, once you start to be able to recognize that it's all spirit, everyone is spirit. And when they're out of the body without a body, they're spirit. But if they're incarnated, like you and me and Raphael and everybody here who's listening on this radio level, <laughs> mm-hmm. your spirit just as much as an angel, just as much as your spirit guides, just as much as those beloved members of your family or loved ones who passed on. And they are only being in spirit at this point, not incarnated like you in the physical. Life never ends. And so once we start to have a conscious relationship with angels, let's say, then you can really start to have a much, much more conscious relationship with everyone. Everyone you know, whether it's the, you know, someone your partner's with, your spouse, family members, parents, children, siblings, your best friends, your workmates and colleagues, or the clerk who's ringing you up at the store for your purchases, the person you're emailing who you don't physically see, person you're texting that you don't see or you don't hear their physical voice. All of a sudden, you start to recognize what communication really is. It's not the words. It's not what you're writing, per se. That's, that's, like the, that's like the platter on which you serve your cuisine, right? It's, it's necessary form, but it's not the meal itself. The meal itself and the nutrients are in the spirit, communication. The words support that, that you speak, that you write. Images that you photograph, videotape, the colors and the images that you paint as an artist, the music you write and perform, all those are dishes, various dishes and bowls upon which you serve your spirit communication and spirit experience. 
This is how we share ourselves, who we are in spirit, as spirit, with one another. And we use a variety of dishes, <laughs> china, paper plates, <laughs> right? Sometimes our communication is most appropriate on a paper plate that somebody can dispose of afterwards. <laughs> Other times, it's best served on you know, real cut crystal, china. china, right? Or gold plates, whatever it is. So every level of communication, there's nothing. It's not one is lesser than the other saying, hi, hey, nice to see you. Isn't less of a communication, less profound than some deep, profound, you know, philosophical <laughs> conversation. No, it's where you're coming from. It's being able to share yourself and experience one another. So that's that type of relationship with other human beings and animals and plants and trees, whatever. Many of you already have a pretty conscious relationship with your cat or your dog or hamster or whatever. And you know there's so much there that's not conveyed by words. So developing a conscious everyday relationship with your angel or angels, you start to have that as your normal everyday life awareness. And that's going to transfer very easily when you're talking to a person. And then with a little practice and little attention, it's going to even transfer to your conversations and communication relationship with difficult people, people you have difficulties communicating with, difficulties relating to, because to you, they're so harsh or so difficult, so stubborn, (laughs) they're Mm. so uh, demanding or whatever the case might be. But the minute you start to communicate with them, even those people on a spirit-to-spirit level, you'll notice things begin to change for the better. Well, Michael wanted me to talk about um, relationships with angels. I want to share a funny kind of story with you just to show you how they operate. Many years ago, um, I met a psychic in her booth at a Whole Life Expo. And we were chit-chatting, and for some reason, she became uh, visibly threatened by some innocent question I asked her. And she exclaimed to me, I'm surrounded by angels who protect me. And she said that looking straight into my eyes in sort of a mean way. (laughs) She didn't need to be protected uh, from me. And to this day, I don't know why she said that to me other than a means of kind of a psychic intimidation. So I backed away from the booth and moved on. But I'm a curious sort. And I did look clairvoyantly at her and her angels. And I did see she was most certainly surrounded by big, beautiful angels, but mostly to help keep her calm and protected. Angels don't judge, they love. One of them winked at me as I took a peek. I knew that medium that medium was getting the help she needed to get to help her feel safe in that environment, you know, at the whole New Living Expos, all these uh, you know, gigantic spiritual expo things. Just a lot of energy. But I decided not to judge the woman who felt threatened by me. She was working hard to understand how to handle her vulnerability, psychically speaking. Um, So she was using her angels to help her until she could handle it on her own. Angels meet us where we are. They are always available to us day or night. And they're available to everyone. No one is undeserving of an angel. I have always loved the idea of angels and have felt their presence many times in my life. I mentioned uh, in a previous show, the first one I met was as a five-year-old child. It was a female angel, big as a house, named Shirley. Unfortunately, I was met with doubt from the adults of that time who were around me, and I remembered shutting down my communication about them to any adult after that, unfortunately. So if you're an adult with a child who talks about angels, don't invalidate them. And then my interest was reawakened in the 1980s when angels became a kind of the big hot subject. 
and people started crediting, uh, creating angel cards, which I still love to this day. And of course, um, I've also spoken about my contact with the angel Moroni uh, when we were living in Anaheim. I have spoke of it before, but it was the most tactile experience with an angel I've ever had, and it was through a dream. The angel Moroni is the angel of the Mormons, um, and he just happened to have a message for me at the time. Angels can be called upon specific ones for specific type of help, and I'm sure that uh, we'll talk maybe a little bit about that. Michael, you want? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to talk more about the angel Moroni that you uh, were. Uh, well, I already told that story several ah, times okay. in other shows, so um, just just to give a little brief, if, in case you didn't hadn't heard that show, um, the angel Moroni came in a dream. And um, he was very funny. He was very tall, just like the angel that I saw as a little child. The angel I saw as a little child was as big as a house. Well, the angel Moroni was about 10 feet tall. He was the biggest being I think I've ever encountered. And in my dream state, he said, I want to show you something. And he took me over uh, Nazi Germany. So we went back in time. And he said to me, I oversaw the suffering of the Jews. And I suppose he had something to do with helping them as they crossed over and so on Mm -hmm. in that horrible condition there. But the fact that the angel Moroni is also the angel of the Mormons, and the Mormons feel a great affinity for, um, for, uh, or like a sisterhood or brotherhood with the the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. Yes, and, you know, every time there's major... uh, Wars and and big challenges like 9/11. The angels are there ahead of time because in spirit there's no time. So it's not like oh this is you know we talk about it in terms of predicting the future when when we see some event either specifically or gee something big and not so pleasant is going to happen. Uh, down the line, we might have those kind of premonitions all the way to total, you know, prof- prophetic dreams or, or visions or whatever. And angels in those kinds of spaces just come in droves. They, they come to help out. And no matter how severe the situation is, they're there to mitigate it and help you get on to the right path. Well, we're at our next break, and we wanted to remind you that coming up on Saturday, July 25th, we have a great teleclass to help you through these challenging times. It's called Your Clairvoyance, Seeing the Truth of the Matter. You'll learn simple but powerful psychic tools to help you expand your innate soul ability to see the truth more clearly. Remember, it's important now, more than ever, to turn inward and see your own truth. You can find all the details on our website, michaeltamora.com, and you can call our office at 1-530-926-2650 to sign up during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of Get to Know Your Angels Better. See you in a couple minutes. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now 
at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. Let's get to know your angels better. Um, Before I turn you over to Michael for uh, more of a meditation at this point, I just want to mention that I am neither Jewish nor Mormon. So that story I told about uh, the angel Moroni was a very, very special experience for me. And as a matter of fact, it allowed me to learn a little bit more about both of those religions. Mm -hmm. And so angels are universal. They're non-denominational. <laughs> they meet you where you are, as yep. I said. So if you are of a certain faith, they'll meet you in that context. If you love, are of a different faith, they'll meet you in that context. So never to worry. There's an angel for everyone and then some. <laughs> so, okay, how would you like to practice a little meditation practice? Uh, simple, fun, and you get... If you do this regularly, you'll start to be able to have more of a communication and more developing your relationship on a more conscious level with your angels. And just like everything else, if you're just starting this, keep it really simple. Well, even if you're a practitioner, keep it simple. The simpler you keep it, the more you can do. Okay, so give yourself a deep breath and just Sit in a comfy chair with your feet flat on the floor and close your eyes. Don't do this if you're driving (laughs) (laughs) or flying an airplane. If you're a pilot flying an airplane, please don't do this until you get home or something. (laughs) Or you have a break. (sighs) Or if you're a neurosurgeon in the middle of surgery, well, you probably wouldn't be listening to this, but okay. And neurosurgeons have their angels, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Every surgeon does. And the ones that listen to their surgery surgeons, you know, much better. (laughs) Ah, Okay, so as you give yourselves a deep breath, and remember, relaxing. Don't try to relax. Relaxing is a consequence. It's a function. So how do you relax? Well, very simple. The more you can give yourself the space to be you, the more permission you could be to be yourself, just as you are, the more relaxed you're going to be. So tension, stress, all that anxiety, all those things are different degrees of not being able to be yourself, not having the space, the psychic space to fully be the spiritual being that you are because why all kinds of things you're worried that you're not good enough you're worried that you're not going to make it this and that and the other thing and you just collapse your space down to where you can't hardly breathe but ah give yourselves a deep breath and just imagine that you can have all the space to just be you don't have to do anything in fact any spiritual work and psychic work requires no effort. And not only does it not require any effort, any effort you put into it, the harder you try, the harder you fall, all right? In psychic work, no effort, no concentrating. It's just essentially letting yourself be the spirit you are, and in spirit, there's no effort. Angels, you'll never see an angel sweating it out. (laughs) Or huffing and puffing, okay? 
no matter how fast they flap their wings, they're not going to be huffing and puffing. <laughs> and by the way, a lot of angels don't have wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. There's, you know, again, sometimes they'll show you that because that's what you believe in, but not necessarily. But if you really look, they're vibrating so fast. And in certain contexts, their vibration looks like wings flapping. Okay. So anyway, give yourself a deep breath and then just sink in to your own space just to be. You don't have to jump out and try to do anything, fix anything, fight anything. For now, just let everything in the world be and let yourself be. And now as you close your eyes, would you just decide, just imagine this giant tree trunk that goes all the way down from you You're sitting on the tree stump, you know, this gigantic tree stump. You're sitting on very comfortable tree stump, by the way. It's not hard like a physical one. It's very ergonomic. (laughs) And you're sitting on this giant tree stump that goes all the way down, whatever, 3,600 and something miles down to the center of the earth. And it plugs right into the center of the earth. Like you're plugging in your computer to the, you know, USB port or something. Boom, you're plugged in. Now the part you're sitting on comes up inside your body a little bit and because it's all permeable. And it connects to your first chakra, the energy center that's at the right above the tip of your tailbone, about two-thirds of an inch, three-quarters of an inch above your tailbone, right at the tip, goes straight up from there, and the first chakra is there. And it's connected right in. And as it connects in, ah, again, you don't have to try to do anything. You just imagine it and have your certainty that it is so. And this is part of key part in doing anything, creating anything in spirit is having full certainty. Yep, this is what you imagine. This is what you see. And so it is. Okay. So notice any change, however subtle, as you ground yourself this way. And just let go of anything that's you're trying to struggle with or you're trying to do something. Just let it all go. So this is very important to be grounded. And second thing is being centered in your, have your awareness. Just be very aware in the center of your head. It's like sitting in the driver's seat, okay, as spirit. In the center of your head isn't so much of a geographical location. In the center of your head is where there's a point where everything is quiet. Everything is still. In the center of your head, nothing is going on. It's not going up and down, sideways. It's not emotional. It's not this. It's not that. There's no thoughts. Right in the center. Now, all around there might be all kinds of thoughts. You could be really upset. You could be extremely emotional, whatever. You could be in pain. But when you find that center of your head, that part of you, you're going to recognize as total stillness, total neutrality. Nothing phases you there. Nothing touches you. You're invulnerable. And when you start to even have a little bit of that experience, you know, the rest of you might be going screaming, but that part is going to be like the eye of the storm, eye of the hurricane, and totally calm. Ah, and the, as you practice this over and over, every day, bringing yourself to the center of your head more, center of your head more. As you do that, soon you'll start to find in your everyday life, oh, things don't bother you as much. You don't get as upset. You don't get freaked out. You don't get stressed out as much. And the more you practice being in the center of your head, pretty soon that becomes the norm. Okay, well, it's that space. The more you can be in the center of your head in that being spirit, unchanging, eternal, limitless, quiet, still. That's where you communicate with angels best, with spirit best. Because now there's more of you just being this true spirit that you are within. Okay, now... You're grounded, you're in the center of your head. 
something that's going to help also is to get a little bit of energy flowing through. So imagine earth energy flowing up from your feet. There's right at the arches of your feet, there's energy chakras, centers. And just imagine the earth energy flowing up from the feet chakras, going through your middle of your legs up to the first chakra where the grounding is coming from. Ah, Let that earth just come in, the earth energy. And just imagine always just enough. Don't try to go for as much as you can. No, just enough. Not too much, not too little. Just enough for you. Everyone's different. And then once you got that going, imagine from above your head, crown chakra at the top of your head. Just imagine this beautiful light golden cosmic energy. It's all over the cosmos. Just let it come in. And once again, just enough of this cosmic energy is coming in, down the crown chakra, and then it comes down four tubes, energy tubes, channels, down your back, two on either side of your spinal midline, and then it flows into the first chakra, the cosmic energy. Just gently flows in, continuously flows in. The mixture of cosmic and earth energy then flows up two channels up kind of the middle front of the body, and it's combination, just imagine it's about 85% of it's cosmic and 15% of it is earth energy. The mixture goes up the two channels and out the crown chakra like a beautiful golden fountain. It's continuous. Once this gets going, continuous golden fountain of energy flowing out of your crown chakra. Also, as it goes up, it branches out across the shoulders, down the arms, and out the hand chakras in the palms of your hands. So, this is a real quick way of what we call running the earth and cosmic energies. The more you do this, the regular practice of this, pretty soon this energy is running all the time. And the more you start to be able to run the earth, a little bit of the earth, mostly cosmic energies, through your body, the main chakras, main energy channels, you get less and less dependent on using your creative energy as a soul to just surviving, just to maintain, you know, your body. The, the cosmic and the earth energies, perfect for, for maintenance of your body, okay? On a day-to-day basis, you do great. The more you do that, the more you start to free up your true soul creative energies to actually creating something that's important to you to fulfill your soul purpose for being here. Ah. And that's what one of the things, major things, that angels are always there to help guide you, help protect you, help you, give you encouragement, whatever you need to keep you going on that path. Okay, so now you're grounded, running the earth and cosmic energies through your body, being in the center of your head, and just relaxing, being yourself, being neutral. Now, Would you just say hello? Just say hello, angels. I'd like to, you might, there might be a lot of you around, but I'd like to speak with one of you. I'd like to experience one of you. Because one at a time for us and with our human minds, it's easier. Okay? So, ask all the other angels to back up a little bit and then ask one angel that's working with you already to step forward in front of you and ask, just say, I like you, I like to experience your energy in some way that I can. And as you ask the angel, the angels respond immediately. They don't, you know, go, well, I don't know. (laughs) You're not paying me enough. (laughs) I don't have time. I got to go to the hairdresser. They, They don't do that. All right. So, <laughs> so as you have your angel in front, notice any changes. Oh, what what happens to me is the minute I ask, the energy brightens up. I have my eyes closed, and and then everything gets brighter, and usually a little bit softer, gentler, and ah, oh, it's like a cool breeze when it's a hot day or it's a gentle warmth if it's a cold day type of a thing and so you'll notice a subtle shift in the experience of energy and then 
huh, just say hello. And is there a particular way I should address you? You know, do you have a name you'd like to be, I can call you? Or do I just say, hi, angel? See what response you get. It's not always going to be a big voice saying yes, no, whatever. Sometimes it is. But sometimes it is. But you'll get a definite, like Raphael got, you know, my name is Shirley. (laughs) And a lot of times when I work with angels, I don't really get a name, but I recognize, I see them. And just imagine if you could just see the angel. What does this angel look like to you? And notice what starts to form in your inner vision. Okay? And go with that, at least in the beginning, and pretty soon you'll start to have a lot more certainty what angels look like. And then, so just get as much uh, communication and, and experience. Most of it is experience. So practice that. And the more you do that, it's just like getting to know someone. Ask questions. See what you get back. All right, so to finish it up, just imagine a gold sun above your head and just bringing it in, filling it up with your whole space with the gold sun from the top of your head all the way down. And once you do that, go ahead and stretch, bend on over, drain out any excess energies from the top of your head, and come on up. Well, we're at the end of our show today. Thank you ever so much for joining us. And if you love this, you can always re-listen to it on the recording that shows up within about an hour after the show is over. We hope you enjoyed it and gained some insights and a few new tools you can use. We welcome you to tune in again next Wednesday for our show on the topic of Angels at Birth and Death, a most important and relevant subject for everyone. For details and to sign up for any of our events, go to our website events listing for July 2020. You can also sign up by calling our office at 530-926-2650. Hope to be with you on the Big Island by teleconference and or via Zoom. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.